Hopefully we go racing on Sunday, but the weather is a little bit iffy. Let's welcome in Jeff Owens, our man on NASCAR for another year in the fast lane. Appreciate it as always, Jeff. It's a short off season. We hardly told you goodbye not too long ago, so welcome back. How are you? Yeah, seems like it was just yesterday, yeah. Shortest off-season uh, off in sports, really, only about a month and a half, two months, but we're right back at it. They're at Daytona, getting ready for the Daytona 500 on Sunday, and uh, should be an exciting race and should be another great season. Well, uh, you know, they practiced today. Uh, Denny Hamlin, 197.4. Eric Jones, 197.4. Christopher Bell, 197.4. Ty Gibbs, 197.3. Toyota, 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 Toyota. Top eight. Now, is that just, uh, what is that? What does that mean? That's the story right now. Toyota and and Ford both have new cars or new bodies. You know, we all know these cars are almost identical, but they've both got new, new bodies, new cars this year. So we didn't really know what to expect in Daytona. We go down there, and the Fords fired the first shot by sleeping the front row in qualifying, and the Toyotas weren't very fast. But then we go to the duels last night, and we saw what happened. Toyota, uh, The Toyotas went straight to the front in both races last night. They won both races. Tyler Reddick making a great uh, move on the last lap to win the first one. Christopher Bell practically did the same thing and won the second one. Now they've dominated t- practice, so... This looks like a Toyota show. Uh, every single one of those Toyotas uh, looks really fast and uh, looks like they're going to be tough to beat. So watching uh, the latter part of race two, which is what I got to see last night, I, a lot of um, inline racing, not a whole lot of side-by-side, I don't, as I recall, maybe towards the end, of course, when things got mixed up, they got a little side-by-side. Um, should we expect... Of course, you, you never know what to expect at Daytona and, and Talladega because of the nature of those races. But should, are we going to see more um, nose-to-tail type of, of racing, or will they, will they still go you know, door, side-by-side, three-wide, and things like that? How do you think it will play out in the race? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think they'll mix it up. I, you know, I think they'll, they'll go at it early, uh, then they'll settle down. And they'll try to run single file for a while and lock some laps and wait till maybe 50 laps to go or something like that. But, you know, what happens down there, you know, somebody makes a mistake, we have a big pile up, you get a bunch of cars taken out, and then all of a sudden that changes the game. Uh, it also depends on who's up front. Mm-hmm. If you've got some guys, and, and we've seen this three years in a row, we've had an upset down there three years in a row now with, with Austin Sendrick, Michael McDowell and Ricky Stenhouse, uh, it could happen again. So if some of those guys that don't win very often, if they've got a shot uh, to go up there and lead this race, they're going to go for it. So you're right. It's, this is the most unpredictable race they run. So mm-hmm. there's no telling what's going to happen. Uh, I do think they will try their best to settle down and get to the end, but circumstances may not let them do that. And you're right with what you said at the top of the segment. Weather doesn't look good at all. Uh, it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow and all day Sunday. So 
we may be running Monday. Mm. They may get it going and delayed. So all of that stuff could factor into it as well. So we'll see. It's Daytona, so there's no telling what might happen. Jeff Owens in the fast lane here on Sports Talk. Jeff, so good to have you back. Uh, get excited every Friday. We get a chance to chat with you going into the weekend. I want to go back to your point about the Fords basically stripping things down with the new car and going out and just running great and qualifying. Ford in qualifying versus Toyota in the duels last night. Is that by design? Did Ford just want to make sure they put people on the pole that weren't Chevrolets? And secondly, does that bode much better for Toyota because they looked better in the draft last night than, say, maybe the Chevrolets have and certainly even the Fords? Yeah, it definitely favors Toyota because Ford did not look good last night. Uh, you know, part of that, you know, in, the, in, in one of those races, there were only four Toyotas in, the, in that second race and 12 Fords, and the Fords hmm. could not get hooked up. They couldn't go anywhere, and the Toyota still won. Um, you know, everybody that goes down there, I think, uh, you know, they, they want to sit on the pole because you get a lot of exposure and a lot of momentum and all that. But but it, what really matters is how well your car drafts and how it handles in the draft. And when we got into it last night, it sure didn't look like the Ford cars were handling very well in the draft. Those Toyotas, I mean, all the Toyotas, pretty much all of them qualified pretty bad. So they started at the back last night, and they went straight to the front in both races. Uh, the only ones that could stay with them were the Chevrolets, and they, the Hendrick cars mixed it up pretty good. Um, but the other thing is they had no, they had not been on the track with no practice or anything before qualifying. So when they, when they took the track last night, that's the first time they'd been on the track all week and all season um, with these new cars. So they really didn't know what they had. Um, they do now. We know the Toyotas are fast. Maybe the Fords were sandbagging a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Joey Logano was on the pole, but he kind of fell back and ran around at sure. the back for a while. Protect, But it looked like he tried to get up there toward the end, and he got about mid-pack, and he couldn't go nowhere else. And uh, the only Ford we saw up front was the pole sitter, Michael McDowell. And he's the one you would expect to go to the back and just hang out. But Oh, yeah. Um, We'll see, and, and those speeds this afternoon in Toyota, uh, with Toyotas dominating in practice, that backed up what we saw last night. So right now it looks like the Toyotas have a big advantage. If you're Ryan Blaney after what you went through last night, how much do you rethink your career decisions? Because that was as yeah. hard a crash as I have seen into one of the hmm. walls at Daytona in a long, long time. And secondly, does it speak to the Fords not being able to move and he just got trapped in the draft and had nowhere to go? Yeah, yeah. Boy, thank God for those safer barriers. No um, doubt. Yeah, that was a Dale Earnhardt-type crash. That's the first thing I thought of. My God, that looks just like an Earnhardt crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and because of Earnhardt's crash, that's the reason we have those safer barriers, and that's why Ryan Blaney was able to uh, crawl out of that car. And what a way for your champion to start the season to have a wreck like that. Um, and he was not happy. Uh, he was not happy. I do think you're right. I think the Fords could not move forward. Uh, they were stuck in the middle. And Ryan was trying to make a move, and, and William Byron blocked him, and then they kind of chain reaction behind him. Uh, but, you know, Blaney and Brad Keselowski and all the Fords were stuck in the middle of the draft, and they couldn't go anywhere. So I do think that had a little bit to do with it. You know, you also got, like I said, you got two new cars in the field with a new Ford and a new Toyota. So they don't know yet 
how hard they can push, you know, how the car is going to move maneuver in the draft, and, and how the air is going to flow over these cars. So everybody was a little uncertain last night, and they got to moving around a little bit, and it caused a big crash. I think you're going to see some more of that on Sunday too, because you know these cars they don't know everything about them yet. Uh, it, particularly how uh, they run in the draft, and we don't get, in my opinion, they don't get nearly enough practice down there at Daytona. They have another practice tomorrow, but I don't think many cars are going to go out at all. Probably only about half the field because you don't want to tear your car up. So there's going to be a lot of uncertainty on Sunday, and I think there's a really good chance that we're going to see more crashes just like that, and it's probably going to be caused by somebody blocking or pushing too hard. Before we get your pick, tell us about the last man to get into the race, Kaz Gralla from <laughs> Front Row Motorsports. Just reading a little bit about him, he has won at Daytona before in trucks Truck back guy, in 2017, yeah. but he got in. He was the last one to sneak into the field, and he got some notoriety last night. Yeah, yeah. Interesting guy. He's been hanging around and bumping around a little bit the last few years. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Phil, that he's from Israel. I, I believe that is correct. Uh, Shalom. He is also, yeah, and I also believe, I might be wrong about this, I think he also went to Duke, I believe. I uh-huh. could be wrong about that. But I think he went to college. <laughs> he, he wanted to race. He got into racing. And he's been trying to land a ride and, and break in for a few years now. He's run some truck races. He's run some Xfinity races. And he gets an opportunity in one of the kind of back marker cars there. But he raced his way in last night. Uh, that was a big story. And, and how about Jimmy Johnson? Uh, yeah. Your seven-time champion almost missed the race. But in typical Jimmy Johnson's fashion, he stepped up at the end uh, and got in the field there. And that's another thing to watch, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um that team that he's racing for, which used to be the old Richard Petty team, uh, they switched to Toyota in the offseason. So you got Eric Jones, Jimmy Johnson, and uh, John Hunter Nemechek driving for that team. So that gives them three more Toyotas on the track to draft with. That's going to make them even stronger, and that's even a bigger advantage for Toyota. All right. I like Denny Hamlin. It seems like, and of course, he was winning the second race last night. Then I, I don't know if he made a – technical error on the on the track there late and let some people get by him kind of drifted back but i like denny hamlin he's he's looked strong led led practice today who do you like yeah you can't go wrong with that pick he's won it three times uh he's one of the best there is so yeah i think he's i think he's a favorite i'll throw two other names at you that that might be a little bit of a long shot but they got great stories behind them this is the 20th Daytona 500 for Kyle Busch, and he's mm. never won it. Yeah. Uh, and he's driving for Richard Childress Racing. And if you remember, uh, back in 1998, a guy by the name of Dale Earnhardt finally won the Daytona 500 in his 20th start for Richard Childress Racing. Oh. So just a little irony there. Hey. A lot of people are watching Kyle Busch. So we'll see. The other guy I like, uh, even though he's in a Ford, is Brad Keselowski. Um, he's never won it either. Keeps coming close. They got better last year. I'd keep an eye on him as well. But I do think it's going to be a Toyota or a Chevrolet show. So we'll see. Uh, the the conspiracy theorist now, <laughs> always looking for an angle for NASCAR. Let's just see when that yellow, yeah. when that unjustified yellow comes out to help yeah. um, 
Kyle Busch get back in the race. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah, the is in for the eight car. There you go. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be watching. And, of course, who once drove the eight car but an Earnhardt, right? So That's right. There go you figure. go. Another irony. Yep. We thank you. Right, we guys. look forward to a nice, Thanks, long, Thanks, hot, dirty NASCAR season with you. And uh, we'll talk to fun. you next Friday. Okay, guys. Enjoy the race and have a good one. You too, buddy. Thank you. Hopefully we race on Sunday. I hate for this thing to go to Monday. Yeah, no, it's, it, that, that would be a disaster for NASCAR. You've got to have your Super Bowl on the day it's supposed to be held. It can't go over to Monday. People have to work. You just you lose a lot of luster. And, all right, everybody's thinking it, so I'll go ahead and mention it. Did Kaz Gralla get some help from the officials since he's the Duke guy and got into hmm. the race? Oh! <laughs> well Come on, done. everybody else was thinking it. I'll just say it. Well done, Maestro. <laughs> 26 to nothing. Coastal has finished off the game, and they call it after six. Uh, no. No. They call it six? No, they did not. Did not. No, they um, had to play every, uh, every out. You know, they had to get 27 outs in baseball. You can't stop it early. Well, it, it, it impacts the quality of the game, but I just want to mm, see. Yeah, um, that, that really impacted the quality of the game playing those last three innings. And Coastal gave up a hit. So they went they 26 yep. to nothing with a one hitter. They gave up one walk. They uh, did not commit any errors, so only two base runners for George Mason. All right, run to the break. We'll come back with recruiting. And then right around the corner, birdies, bogeys, and biceps with George Bryan III. And our special guest, we cannot, we cannot ask him any racing questions. Let's make a pledge. No racing questions for Kerry hey, Tharp. Nothing golf but golf now? questions. He's a golf okay. guy. All right. he, he knows nothing about NASCAR anymore. So that will be coming up after the break. We'll continue in just a moment. Don't go away.